Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. This is the Church Boy Confessions Podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke Jr. Man, um, thank you so much. Honestly, you know, we're doing this again every week, every Monday morning. Um, or if you're not listening to this on Monday morning, happy whatever day that you're listening to this, you know, podcast. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping that your day has been going great so far. Um, but regardless of whether it's going good or bad, you tuned in today, and I want to bless you with the word. Um, really, not me blessing you, but God just using me. Um, you know, I really want you to hear this word out because I think that this word is going to be really helpful to helpful to a lot of people probably every person that you know that tunes in because um the topic of today is optimism and i think that optimism is a very it's a great word but i think that it has like a connotation to only pertain to a type of person you know what i'm saying like we like to describe people as optimistic like it's a character trait um and i think that a lot of them don't a lot of us don't really take optimism seriously you feel me like we don't I don't know, like maybe let me just talk in my case. In my case, I believe that whenever I hear the word optimism or think positive and all that different stuff, I just relate it to like a feeling. Oh, remember to be think positive. Remember to, you know, be optimistic. Remember to, you know, and it's like I think of some like very, you know, like a lot of when I think optimistic, I'm thinking of ASB president. Um some perky girl that is from Southern California, something like that. I don't think of myself. I don't think of, uh, I don't know. Optimism, just the word optimism just has like a weird connotation to me. Um, It's a feeling, you know what I'm saying? And I think that in this episode, I wanted to talk about how optimism needs to be a tool. We need to be seeing optimism as a tool because it is a tool. And ultimately, I think that optimism or I could say positive thinking or just, you know, yeah, really just being positive is not just something that we should remember to do so we can just feel good about ourselves. But it's actual tool that we should use. Positive thinking is a tool that we should use in order to access the things that God has for us. And I'll explain everything. Um, But let me, you know backpedal a little bit and just talk about time right you know a lot of people's life right now my life right now end of the quarter or end of the semester depending on whether you're on quarter system or semester system in school um and around this time everybody's really big on finals you know you're big on finals final exams or midterm if you're in high school or whatever Um, You know, and I think that ultimately when we get to this point in time, not only is it finals, but it's also winter. And with winter, for a lot of people, comes seasonal depression. Um, Ultimately, you have this time period in the year where it's great because it's holidays. It's great because you got Thanksgiving this Thursday. You got Christmas. You got the New Year's coming up. You got a new year to like fresh, you know, to start fresh and all that different stuff. But ultimately, you know, when the sun goes away, a whole bunch of clouds in the sky and you have to knock out all these tests. There's a lot of stress that goes with that exact same theme. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's holidays, it's cheerful, but it's also a lot of stress because a lot of things you got to take care of. Um, it's ultimately the time to buckle down, you know, and a lot of us has um, a lot of pressure on us right now. And um, ultimately, sometimes for some of us, the pressure can be winning right now. I know for me, this past fall quarter has definitely not been something um you know, I the school has just not been the theme for me. 
You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm okay with it just because, like, I'd rather be doing unassociated. So I do unassociated. I prioritize unassociated because that's what I want to do ultimately in life. I explained that like a million times. Um, and I mean, it's been a great quarter for unassociated. <laughs> um, but yeah, school has just not been my focus. But like now, it's just be, you know, I've, I've come to the reckoning. You know what I'm saying? I got finals, midterm. Well, I just finished the midterm Sunday. Yeah. Yesterday. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, you know, the pressure's weighing down right now. It's weighing down on a lot of us. And I think that, you know, the question that we have to ask ourselves is how do we beat the pressure, um, while dwelling literally in that current situation? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing that you can do to stop your final from being next week. So it's like, Sometimes some of us we think that oh my gosh like my finals next week I can prepare and all that different stuff but between now and next week you're stressed you're in the situation there's nothing you can really do to get out of the situation until you pass that midterm like the actual time so what do you do when you're in the situation it's not really a way that you can just escape it you're in the situation um, and you have all this pressure you have all this stress you have all this frustration um, so that's what I want to talk about today optimism that's where optimism comes in it's a tool. Um, and I think that the best way to look at this is through a million times we've talked about the story of David. David's probably my favorite character in the entire Bible. I don't even like saying character because like the Bible's not fake. He's a real person. Um, favorite, you know, Bible, Bible story, Bible account in the Bible. Um, David, David, uh, I mean, we know the story of David and Goliath. We know the story of, um, you know, how great he was, how great of a king he was and all that different stuff. Yeah, he definitely had his mistakes and everything. But ultimately, I think that, you know, the life of David is just something that so many people can draw from, draw lessons from. And I mean, that's why I bring him up so much, like in all of like the episodes and everything. But today I wanted to talk about David from one of the Psalms that he wrote. I'm in Psalm chapter 27. You know, we talk about how great David was, how brave he was and everything like that. But what we don't really talk about is how there are instances in the Bible where he did lose faith. Um, there are instances in the Bible where he did feel weak. Um, and there are instances in the Bible where he felt like he wanted to just give up. Um, in the Bible, you know, like they don't necessarily say give up all the time. The, the verbiage that's used is faint. Um, and there's a verse where, by, where David reveals his tactic to not fainting, um, not giving up. So we're going to read that passage. It is in Psalms 27. Psalms 27, and we are starting at verse 10. Verse 11, I'm sorry. So... Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path. This is David speaking. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. And then get this part, verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, 
and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. May God bless hearing and the reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 13 is where I really want to hone in on. I love, a lot of people love verse 14. I'm one of the people who love verse 14. Wait on the Lord, all that. Um, but we're not going to focus on that today. We're talking about verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's David's words. That's David's words. Let's let's really break that down. I had fainted. Fainted. I, w- I would have given up unless I believed that I would see God's goodness at some point. That's what he said. Um, and ultimately, what he's confessing is that it was his optimism and his positive thinking, the idea that better is coming, the idea that God's promises will be fulfilled, that kept him from giving up when he felt all of his enemies and the pressure that came with all of that. He believed in a brighter future and ultimately he was trusting God. We we love to, you know, you hear trust God. People have it tatted. You hear, you know, you see the little memes. You know, there's like little like pretty like texts that people write, like, and then they like it's like a graphic that they post on Instagram. Trust God. You know what I'm saying? Like it's everywhere, you know, but do we really understand what the use in trusting God is? What the use in believing that there's a brighter future, what the use um, there is in believing that God is going to show up at some point. And I would say that optimism and positive thinking is so important and its significance is so great, so much that I would say that it is the key to what unlocks the door for the things that God has for us. When you think about it, I mean, what is optimism? What is, you know, Believing in a brighter future. Well, it's just that. It's believing. He said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. Not, I had fainted unless I saw the goodness of the Lord. Oh, thank God I I got a glimpse of it. So, no, no, no. It said believed to see. That means he didn't see anything. David didn't see anything. But he believed that he would see something. What is that? That's faith. Positive thinking Optimism is linked to faith. And faith is how we access the things that God's already given to us. You know, you can ask God for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and God can tell you what He's gonna give you, He can speak to you, but if you don't have faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. If you don't have faith, I mean, like He said, He says, like, you can do all these things, but if 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 you doubt, then it's like what, what do you expect? You have to believe that God is going to give you the things that you're asking for if you think that you're going to re- actually receive it. It's faith. Optimism, positive thinking. It is faith. And faith, I mean, faith is the, like, it's the key. It's, 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 it's all a tool. Um, I think that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm weird. So like, let, me, let me know if I'm weird. I think that I hear all of this, all the time. Oh, we just think positive. Oh, we just got to think positive. But sometimes, like, I think, in quotations, realistically. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us rather think realistically. We think we think that thinking realistically is smart and it's educated and it's mature and, and you know, it's dignifying and everything. But, you know, like, a lot of people who are realistic are really just negative people. And... They think that to think positive and optimistic is just unrealistic. And let me tell you something about people like that is that people like that don't have faith. 
Because the Bible says we operate by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. That means that I can be optimistic and I can think positive. And that doesn't mean that I'm less educated. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, just not being realistic. It depends on what you accept as your reality. If you think your reality is just going to be the things that are in front of you, that all you have is the things that's in front of you, the things that you can see, the things that are tangible, and that your future is already just going to follow the pattern of life that you're living right now, that's a sad way to live. I had fainted unless I had seen, unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. That's what David said. If I focus so much on this situation and focus so much on the patterns of the past, focus so much on the patterns of the present, and I try to use that to project what I think is going to happen in the future, I'm going to lose. Because then you're playing the devil's game. The devil's game is to make sure that you do not believe that anything is going to happen. The devil's job is to make sure that you believe that God's promises are not going to happen. Sometimes God's promises look like they're not going to happen, and that's where our imagination has to come in. That's where it has to come in. You have to focus on what God has said. You have to focus on his promises. Definitely. I'm not saying don't live in the present. I'm not saying don't live in the present. I'm not saying, you know, you know, don't don't ever look at your situation. I think it's good to definitely live in the presence. But at the same time, don't drown yourself in sorrow of your current situation. You have to believe that God is going to show up. You got to believe that God is going to show his goodness. Um, and I think that this that's the battleground. That's the test. That right. That space between when you pray and ask God for something and God reveals you, you know, God reveals you his will and everything like that. That space between that and actually receiving the things that God has given you. That space in between there is your battleground. That's the test. That's all of it. How are you going to perform? How you perform, how you run, how you race in this area determines whether you actually get that promise at the finish line. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 9. Galatians, Galatians chapter 6. Here we go. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 9. All right. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For for whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9. Listen to this. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. May God bless your hearing and reading and understanding of his word. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You read the scripture, you hear it, right? It said that you will reap the things that God has promised to you, but then it has a condition there. The condition is you can't faint. If you faint, you're not getting anything. How do I not faint? How do I not faint? Well, back to the scripture that we read in the beginning. When David said, I had fainted, I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's how you not faint. Believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Be optimistic. Be positive. Think on the good things. 
You have to use your imagination in this. There's always going to be things that you can see, that you can touch, that you can taste, that you can smell, that you can hear that will contradict the promises that God has given to you. It will always happen like that. Anything that God has promised to you will come with a battle for you to receive unless God just says, I'm not going to let you battle. Like literally, I mean, he can do that, of course, but it's like for the most part, there's going to be a battle. Because the devil can't stop God. And this is, you know, my pastor said something like this. The devil can't stop God from promising you anything. But what he can't, what he does try to do is get you to faint. The devil can't, you know, like you're on a race to get to what God has promised you to get. The devil's job is to convince you that you can't finish the race. So you stop running. That's his job. And that's really all the power that he has. God is saying that you've won. God is at the finish line with your prize and saying, I hear this is yours. You just got to run over there to it. And nothing can really stop you from running but yourself. You believing that you can't. The devil wants you to believe that you can't. You have to believe. You have to believe in something greater. You have to believe in something better. You have to know where you're going. You know, a lot of you guys that are in school, picture yourself accepting that degree on that stage. A lot of people who are in music, picture yourself winning a Grammy if you care. A lot of people who are athletes, picture yourself hoisting that title above your head, whatever it might be, really. I picture myself, you know, in a really cool office space sometimes, just you know, managing unassociated with the whole team. I picture myself being able to conduct like really cool documentaries and maybe getting an award for it, you know, really don't. I mean, I know that's not, that's not what it's about, but it's like, that's where I picture myself in those spaces where I can, you know, in spaces where I can really have an impact on people around the entire world. You know, I, 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 I picture poetry jams that are in stadiums. <laughs> you know, I, I picture those things just because, like, I know that God wants me to do this. I know that God's going to take it to the next level. So I got to believe it. Even when the things that I see doesn't add up to, you know, that same image, I got to believe it or else I'll faint. Positive thinking. Optimism is more than just a word. Optimism is more than just a word that we use to describe that one perky ASB president chick in from high school. She's an optimistic person. Or that unrealistic human being, you know, or that optimism is a tool. Optimism is linked to faith in God, trust in God. When you trust that God is going to give you something, then you can think and imagine and envision what he's going to give you. That's positive thinking. And it's with that faith that you're able to access the promises. It's with that faith that you're able to, you know, f- like protect yourself from all of the things that the devil's going to try and send to make you not believe, to make you faint, to make you give up your race. Don't give up the race. Don't faint. Don't quit. Because when you don't quit and you don't faint, like it says here in Galatians, that's when you reap. So with that being said, let's go into confessions.
Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the opportunity that you've given all of us, Lord Jesus, to just hear your word, God. Um, thank you, Father Lord, um, for teaching us um, the, the importance of positive thinking and optimism. Lord Jesus, I confess over the listener right now, the, watch, the person watching right now, God, you are a positive thinker. You are an optimistic human being. Others might call you unrealistic, but no, that is just faith. And it is that faith that you will have that will access all of God's promises in your life in Jesus' name. You are a winner. You are not a loser. You are realistic because your reality is one that is of God, that considers God, not the wisdom of men, that considers the power of God. There's nothing that's impossible for him. You are optimistic. You are a positive thinker. That is where your strength is. That, that is a strength of yours. That is a tool that you use. And you'll never give it up. You'll never faint. You'll never just stop stop in the race. You're going to get to the finish line. You're going to be everything that God has ordained you to be. Receive everything that God has promised you. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much once again for tuning in to Church Boy Confessions. This is Emmanuel Heike. Hope you have a wonderful week. Save me some turkey for Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have a wonderful, you know, Thanksgiving with your family and everything. Man, give thanks this week. For real. That's that's really big. Like we talk about the positive thinking and everything. One way to really think positive, a practical way to think positive is always give thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's aside from, you know, always thinking about the future, just giving thanks about like where you've come from and, you know, the people that you have around you. Yo, like that's another form of positive thinking. Do that this week. For real. Um, even if like the people who aren't with their family and everything, there's other things to give thanks um, to God for. So make sure you get that done too. Um, love you guys. Have a wonderful week. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.